Welcome back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Wolfrey. What's up, everybody? Happy, Hi, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Happy. Uh, yes, it is. Tuesday. All right. Yes, it is. We are here to analyze the programming of the Madrid Championship. I'm actually really excited about this because we don't really do many off-season events. Although we get more and more, we always have. We've had Wadapalooza, Dubai, the Rogue Invitational. But now we're getting into, this will be our uh, analyzing of what, Matt Fraser's first? It's not his first competition, but the first one we've analyzed. Uh, it is the first one that we've analyzed that he had, yeah, that he's basically put together. And, and the, the thing that's cool about that is he is starting, you're starting to see the HWPO. Not only are they sucking all the athletes over. Oh, man, let's camps. talk about that for two minutes. Jeez. Jeez. But they're also getting their hand in everything else. So with all of the good big connections that Matt has had and, you know, Chief O'Keefe has had with, uh, you know, all the different event organizers and, and directors and everything, I think it it's interesting to see that we're going to see them hop into that. I mean, I've always said that, I mean, obviously Matt is the greatest, well, I guess up until Tia, the greatest crossfitter <laughs> on the men's side that we've ever had. Um, you know, and I, it was always interesting to see him as a coach. Um, and as a programmer, I mean, usually you don't think of an athlete in that, in that camp. I mean, even, even if you look at guys like, you know, Rich, I don't see him as a coach. I see him almost more as like a team lead mm. rather than a coach. So it's interesting to see, uh, you know, him and O'Keefe's in that program with HPO, uh, HWPO starting to get into these other events. And it's going to be, I think it'll be really fun to see and, and even be able to compare, what kind of thread we see that they do, you know, compared to some of the other programs that are out there. Yeah, I'm excited about this. And yes, he did the Canada West games. We just never got around to it. <laughs> right, this is right. the first one we are analyzing, not the first one that he's done. But before we get to that, we want to thank our partners of the show, Bubs Naturals. September 11th was yesterday, and that was the, obviously, the remembrance of the attacks on 9-11-2001, but on 9-11-2011, a decade later, Glenn Doherty, who is... Codename Bub. Bub's Naturals is the namesake for the company. Not only they are partner of the show, but they are a partner with us. They are partners with us as friends, as as professionals, as people. Uh, Sean Lake and obviously what they've done to create this lifestyle brand. It's more. It's beyond MCT oil powder in your coffee, which is fantastic. But it's beyond the collagen protein, the supplements that they created. They their big thing is giving back. That's why 10% of all their proceeds go to charity. Uh, yesterday, or I guess it was. Sunday, which was September 11th, yesterday was the 12th, we programmed Glenn for the gym on Monday so that we could get as many people doing it as possible. I know we had talked about doing that. Um, did you guys end up, what did you guys end up doing on, uh, for yeah, did, so a 9-11 What, uh, what we did on 9-11, on so we have a big Sunday crew that always, that always comes out. Sundays are always kind of a fun workout day for us. It's, it's more of an open gym setup, but I always program some long, grindy thing that you can't, wouldn't normally can't slash wouldn't normally do on a uh on, on a regular class day so we put glenn on september 11th so we actually did it on the sunday we have a a, a workout that we've done man honestly probably nine years now i think nine or ten years in a row you mean usually on uh, the 11th that we do on same. September 11th. So we same. did the same. We did that on the 12th. Oh, so we okay. had a okay. lot of people that did that did both um, did both of them. So uh, you know, going from the long that long Glen workout with the two run you know, the two mile run and the hundred mm. burpees and which is I I like the setup of that because it starts off so it's a just great unique. With, it's only test. 30, 
30, 30 clean and jerks. It's like, oh, okay. Well, we all know that that's going to go pretty fast. The miles, okay, they are what they are. 10 rope climbs, they're like, all right. And then it's just a kick in the gut with that 100 burpees. And you have a lot of time to think during that time. So I really like that. And then we go in our 9-11 event that, we, that we've normally done is a partner workout where you have to carry a partner. So carry, you know, partner oh. carries, partner squats. Oh, oh wow! Um, you got to carry equipment. It, it's fun. It's a fun one. So we have a lot. We had a, a lot of people that did both of those, and it was uh, it was good. We never forget. Yeah. Um, so. Well, those of you guys watching right now, obviously, we're talking about doing Glenn on nine eleven, which is uh, if you guys never done Glenn, uh, we're, we were just talking about it. Thirty clean and jerks for time, or not for time. Thirty power clean and jerks, one thirty five and ninety five. So basically, grace that you're opening with one mile run, ten rope climbs. One mile run, 100 burpees. I know we've talked about actually not putting, say, hero workouts in the CrossFit Games, but this would be a kick-ass event. I mean, I think it would be a, it would be a fun one to do. It, it's I, it's a it's a you know, it's not just like a you, beating. Like a lot of hero workouts are just, can you do it? Can yeah. you get through this? Which is the whole point. I told my uh, members is like. Don't confuse hero workouts with benchmark workouts. Yes, it's named. Yes, it can be repeated. But this isn't necessarily a benchmark test of your fitness level as more of a, just a testament of just like your resolve and composure. Like that's really the purpose of a hero workout versus, say, grace by itself. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I, I you know, we have said about would, you know, should we ever have Murph in the, the CrossFit Games again? And I, I, I there's part of me that doesn't like to have a memorial event in the games because it's like, to me that, you know, we're taking away for what the whole purpose of that is, but I do like the things that are in this one. It's fast and grindy on the, on the grace. The runs are going to be the runs and that's that. Okay. Here, this is going to give you, you know, depending who you are, six to seven minutes to 10 minutes of, okay, let me prep my mind for the next piece. And then the rope climb, same thing. I mean, and I mean, you could really, you could make it a games level event without yeah. a doubt. I mean, some heavier clean and jerks and make it legless rope climb, make it the seated legless rope climb. Yeah, that's true. That. Just don't call it Glenn. You know? Right. I mean, it would almost be I like that. You know, it would, it would almost be like a version of like alpaca, you know, with the, mm -hmm. the legless rope climbs and numbers. And, but it's, I just think it's a very, I like the pieces to it. it it's a, it's a good complimentary thing of some short, some, medium and some long time domains as far as like what the 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 weightlifting or the active parts are and then you had the the running in, in the middle just to get moving and mm -hmm. i mean i yeah i think generally speaking if you have any sort of military event it's kind of hard not to have some longer running in there or longer m metabolic condition because that's you know when you think military that's what they do they go out and they hike and they run and they swim and they you know mm -hmm. all those things for long distance so i it's a really cool programmed event. It's fun. It is. It's a good one. I think another topic, this can be a whole nother show, more like a topic show, so something really short. Should hero workouts be programmed in any type of CrossFit competition? Cause I, yeah, it's a great, it's a, it's a great conversation. Let's, you know? let's, let's table that, but because I think it's like what, with, with Murph, right? I don't want Murph to ever be associated with the CrossFit Games. No. I want it to be associated with who michael murphy was and like that whole thing and i think that's the slippery slope between right. putting them in competition is like save that for the benchmark workout save that for the girls save that you know for the new girls all these other ones maybe past games tent events past regionals but i like where you're going with that and we'll, we'll table that for another time
Let's yeah, do that. I, awesome I think that'd be a, sure. a good show. A good show. Yeah. Um, before we get into the Madrid Championship, we're talking about you know memorial workouts for 9-11. I've created my own. I, like you, have had the same one since really I've opened the doors. Um, what is were you guys watching on YouTube right now? Drop in the chat what you and or or your affiliate did for your 9-11 memorial workout. Bill, what was yours exactly? So ours is a partner carry. It's four rounds for time. Um, a 200-meter partner carry. You can break that up. The partners can break it up however they want. Um, while they're carrying their partner, they also have to carry a kettlebell. So we have prescribed as a 53 or 35-pound kettlebell, male or female. Mm-hmm. Um, once you get done with the 200 meters, and that's not 200 each, it's 200 total, then each of you have to do 10 partner back squats. So you can hold the partner on your back however you want, piggyback, uh, farmer's carry, fireman's carry, uh, just over the shoulder like a sack of potatoes kind of thing, whatever you want to do. Um, 10 each. So you can't, you can't break that one up. And then after that, mm. you have 50 kettlebell swings for the team. So you can break that up however you want, 25, 25, or I do 30, you do 20, or whatever the case is. But that's what we do. It usually takes us around, like the 20-minute mark is kind of our gauge on that. So we're able to run it in the class. We do a single-person version of that unless we, you know, if we have like an odd number or something that, you know, just doesn't like laying their sweaty chest on so, over someone's shoulder and their, their junk on the other side of the shoulder kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And we have them do a barbell carry and the kettlebell. So that uh, 135, 95, you have to carry the barbell however you want um, and the kettlebell. They have to do 15. They have, so they have to go 200 meters, 15 back squats, and then they do 25 uh, kettlebell swings. It usually ends up to be about the same time. Okay. Yeah. So it's supposed to simulate carrying people, carrying equipment, I like Moving how you. Uh, there's no right way to do it. You can do a, like it's you make it work. Right. Huh? There shouldn't be a wrong way to do one of these workouts, right? Yeah. I like how you infused your firefighter um, stuff into it, like the carries and the the part. Like I, I like. Well, that. The, fir- the first time we did that was at the station. Like oh, we actually okay. did that at the fire station. So we kind of came up with it that way, and I was like, that was really cool. We should do that at the gym. Mm. And that's kind of where that came in. Yeah. It was fun. It's a it's a good one. It's a good one. I like that. Um, what we did is um we do nine so i when i try to when i program events or like a birthday workout or someone's like wedding party comes in i try to do something with the date right um so i used 9 11 2001 and so ours is nine rounds 11 chest bar pull-ups 20 so 2000 20 burpees and a one deadlift, and I put the weights, and this is really odd, at 247 and 365. Okay. Right? So 247, 365, never forget. Right? Got it. Like every, it. Like, you know, every day of the, uh, every second, of every hour of the week, every week of the year, 247, 365. The weight discrepancies between those is almost perfect. Between <laughs> between men and women, like like do the math. It's right right around seventy to seventy five percent. So That's nine awesome. eleven twenty, like it you know pull yourself up was the chest bar. Like there's a lot of like metaphors and stuff into this. So it's like nine rounds, pull yourself up uh, for the chest bars. Keep getting yourself up from the burpees, and then one heavy pull from the ground. At weights of twenty four seven three sixty five, so that's yeah, uh, that's what I like we do. That. That's really cool. That's it actually really cool. all I works. Love those numbers. Yeah, it, it oddly worked like really well. Like What's the time frame on that? Um, 
like 20 to 30 minutes. It's, it's not okay. terrible, right? Like your 11 chest bar pull-ups, you know, say it takes 30 seconds, 20 burpees, another 90 seconds, and then one pull off the floor. So nine rounds of three minutes. Got like it, got your, it. Yeah, your 20 to 30 minute range. It's, it's decent. It's uh, uh, Wad Zombie. Oh, I, I just, I called it Never Forget. That's the, uh, with the, the weight symmetry and the, you know, the resolve. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what mine is. Um, like all right, it. before we get to that, let's thank Element 26 because I needed that weight belt at the 365 deadlift. I know nobody else maybe did, <laughs> but I'm glad I have the leather, the new leather Velcro strap. In fact, this is like an Element 26 party because 99 chest bar pull-ups, I've got those new, um, gosh, what is the, the grips names called? I forgot the name of them. But freaking, they call them awesome. They're awesome. The new ones are awesome. They're thin, light. They're tacky. Uh, they just—they're not too thick. Like some people like the heavy-duty ones for certain things. Like shoot, if I was in like hundred-pound farmer carries with kettlebells, I'm like give me the thick ones. <laughs> give me the thick ones. But if I'm doing like burpees, deadlifts, and chest bar pull-ups, I like the thin ones. I get the same grippiness. But go to element26.co, not .com. Use the code get with fifteen for fifteen percent off. And before we get to the programming, I want to feast your eyes on a new Instagram page for those of you guys that are out there. Let me pull this up. If you guys are on Instagram and you like what we're doing. Looky here. Is it on there? You see yeah. It? Yes. Yeah. Go to Instagram. Type in the OG culture. The OG culture. And we have a new Instagram dedicated specifically for everything that we're making that is OG and the cult. And all our gears on there. We got gym flags. Dude, I'm going to pull this up. I hope this plays. Did you see this? Look at that. That, yeah, that's it. You guys see that? Yeah. So that's Dale King's gym, and he's flying the OG flag just underneath the American flag. The thing I love <laughs> about the OG flag is I, I want it to be like CrossFit's pirate flag. Right? Yeah. Like, we're, we're, you know, we're... We're we're mixing it up. We're storming the we're storming the beaches. We're we're out on the high seas, just like jumping on people's boats and starting teaching them how to do snatches and burpees. Right? Like it's the it's the OG. It's the CrossFit pirate flag. And that video was so cool that he, I, I was like, send that to me. I'm gonna steal that for a later time. But look at that yeah. thing just blowing in the wind. That's so cool. Blowing in the wind. So you guys can get that. I dropped the link for that Instagram page. You guys can always go to SherpaWorks, S-H-E-R-P-A-W-E-R-K-S, and go get your CrossFit OG flag. The baseball tees Bill is wearing, that is our new cult baseball tee, all black. It's so cool. Johnny Cash style, a.k.a. Bill Grundler style. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you guys can do that. All right, so let's jump into the programming. This was over the weekend. It was in Madrid. And we'll start with event number one. As we said before, this is Matt Fraser and HWPO, and it's called Ruster Arena. It's two rounds. Round one for time is a 2K run. And then round two for time is 30 20 10 toes to bar, and then dumbbell overhead squats. 
Time cap in round one, uh, round one is 11 minutes time cap in round two. So the flow is the workout begins with the athlete on the start mat, at the sound of the beep. They will complete a 2K run. The, it was an outdoor run, so it wasn't on a, a, a run true form. The score for round one is your time to complete. Athletes who complete round one within the time cap get to rest until the 13-minute mark, and then it starts, all right? So you have an 11-minute time cap, but a two-minute break. If you get capped, 2K run for time into 30-20-10, toes to bar, and dumbbell overhead squats. So they did that for all of the different events. And Look, like, screw the events. They went on, yeah, on graphics alone. That was fantastic. Dude, they're all like that. So you see that little Madrid bullhead uh, doing the different movements and stuff. It, it's really, really cool the way they set it up. But um, I, I wondered if there was a thought. Like, let's say, <laughs> you, okay, whenever you're programming an event, you always have to think not, okay, this is what this will look like. Give the average of what I think it'll look like. And, yes, uh, Ken, you're obviously old because I thought of it Tron also because Tron was awesome, by the way. Um <laughs> But but the thing is, like, what if some, let's say someone pulled up and got a cramp or something, and they didn't finish close enough to the finish line, like, where would they enter? Oh, yeah. If they were not on the course somewhere. Like, anytime you have any, like, they would do this, with, like, with swimming events all the time. The swim would go out, and it's like, you have to get out there, and then you have to get back in on a certain time. But if you're way the hell out there, how do you get back in on time, in time? Mm. You know, That's I do question. like the fact that they did an actual run rather than a true form run. I like that. Um, but I just wonder if that was ever considered like, well, what, ha like, what's the contingency? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, but outside of that, you've got like, I like the run off the bat yeah. and then you have the, obviously the toes to bar, the dumbbell overhead squats, 30 K G 25. So that's like 60. It's, it's close to your 70 and 50 pounds. Right. Right. Relatively close to that. So for, for a single dumbbell in an overhead squat position, uh, which is a nasty combo. I mean, when I think about toes to bar and overhead squats, it, we, you know, we talked about hero workouts, Josh, or is it Josh or Joshy? The 2115.9 overhead squats and toes to bar. Ooh. I think it's uh, Josh. I think Joshy has muscle ups in it. I think that's Josh. Yeah. But, you know, something that we've seen before uh, or, or relatively close, you've got the run, you've got the, you know, 60 toes to bar. You, the 30, 20, 10, I mean, toes to bar and dumbbell work, did we saw that actually what? In the Masters or the age group quarterfinals, which was 30, yeah. 20, 10 of dumbbell snatches at the same weight in toes to bar. Um, and they actually, their first event, they were doing the long run. Actually, it's really similar. They did the long run, the rope climbs, and the shoulder to overhead with the 70s uh, for the Masters in the games as well. Yeah. All so, right. I, I like what it was. It was a good setup. I think it's a good yeah. setup to start off. Uh, all right, so we move from event one to event number two, also known as <clears throat> all the handstand push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, for time, 30 deficit handstand push-ups at 15 centimeters. Let me do the math here. Gosh, dear engineering degree. 2.54. Okay, about six inches. So I would say six, four inches deficit. 20 sandbag cleans, 150 and 100, 25-meter sandbag carry, and then you have 25 handstand push-ups, 15 cleans, carry, 20, 10 cleans, carry. All right? So this is a it, – it looks like a chipper, but it's really kind of a descending rep scheme. So think 30, 25, 20, followed by 20, 15, 10 of handstand push-ups and sandbag cleans with a carry. 
Uh, this is a beefy, beefy test. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think with the number of deficit hand, like that first round, this is one of those ones where everyone does great on the first round and then they <laughs> come back to the wall for the second set of the 20 handstand push-ups and all of a sudden it's like, oh, fuck, I don't want to play this game <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to play this Pass. game anymore. Well, you got to think, so it's um, 75 total deficit handstand push-ups, six and four inches, 45 yeah. total sandbag cleans at 150 and 100. And then for the carry, you've got 25, 20, 75 meters of sandbag carries, which is almost the length of a football field in total. Oh, or is it, yeah, one, two, yeah. And like I said, there, there are no easy reps here. No. Based off the volume, which you have 30 deficit right off the bat into 20 sandbag cleans. I mean, <laughs> right. I'd be like, and time. They're like, no, 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 you're a third of the way done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this i mean especially when you when you look at what the first two events were and then you get to this you're like oh mm -hmm. okay i guess we're in the elite division right now yeah the first one i i could see i could see the, the first part like the runs the run whatever toes to bar okay the shoulder to overhead even those numbers like okay but this one is like let me take a deep breath before we get into this. Right. And all right, now, okay, I guess we're in it now. So here we go. Yeah, that, that's a good explanation. It's like, okay, you know, round one is like, all right, guy, or event one, like, hey, we're doing, uh, we're doing great. We're doing great. Yeah, uh, house. yeah this yeah, is awesome, man. Uh, I love being here. And the second one, you're like, oh, no, I should have trained for this. <laughs> <laughs> I need to train for this. This is, this is brutal. This is great. Um, I like this. You got, uh, right. You have, you're going from say the toes to bar, which is that hanging pole core gymnastics movement into the handstand pushups, which is that deficit push. So you've got some, you know, good offset there. As far as the, say the weightlifting movements, you've got the clean, which is that pull from the floor and that posterior chain. And then the overhead squat which is the squat in that overhead. So like there's some good balance from event to event so far. Yeah, the only thing I would look at, and I mean, we'll talk about it more once we get towards the end of the uh, of all the events, is maybe they could have not put this one right back to back with the one that you just were doing sixty shouldered overhead dumbbell uh, mm. presses with, and you're right into your deficit handstand pushups. Yeah, that's a lot of pushing. That's I mean, that's hundred reps of just pushing, or more than that. Yash, thank you for the calculation. Seventy-five meters, about eighty-three yards or so. So yeah, oh, almost Point the length two. of a football field. So Point two. Point we're getting two. there. Point two. Point two. All right. As you go from event number two, let's go to event number three. It says the rings and the ramp. All right. So event number three at three, two, one, go for time. 15 ring muscle-ups into 40 wall ball shots. Your classic weights, they say 20 and 14 pounds. Handstand walk ramp down and back. Your traditional ramp of a slanted side staircase down and back. 12 ring muscle-ups, 30 wall ball shots, ramp, 9 ring muscle-ups, 20 ball ball shots, ramp, time cap of 10 minutes. And we got a good blend of movement patterns if we just look at it by itself, right? You got the ring muscle-up with just that pull push, but then the squat push with the wall ball shots into the handstand walk, right? It's like, I think sometimes when you look at this, you're just like, okay, don't fall on the ramp. Everything else is going to be easy. Yep. Except you got to get through the first part, and it's going to mess with your ramp, your handstand walks. <laughs> we, like you said, we've already kind of... Shoulders on the overhead shoulder, shoulder, squat, shoulder. shoulders on the handstand push-up, shoulders on the sandbag. Look, you got to carry that thing in a bear hug. Like, shoulders have been tested, and then now 
You've got ring muscle-ups where the dip is the hardest part of the ring muscle-up and that press-out. You have the wall ball shot where the throw actually is the hard part, not the squat. And then you do those handstand walks. So shoulders are getting tested in a big way so far. Yeah, and you know, not even just the pressing on the, the ring muscle-ups, but the big kip. I mean, with the number that you have, knowing that you have done a lot of shoulders already, you're going to want to overemphasize that kip. So you that big open on the swing that you're going to need to get is really, you know, you work your shoulders, work your shoulders, work your shoulders, and then you get this massive stretch when you go to that big backswing into the kip um, of going from no tension to a lot of tension when you're floating in the air to grabbing up on top of the dip. So, yeah, there's, there is a... I mean, we can look at all the different pieces so far, but there is a big, at least there, there seems to be a large emphasis on the shoulder up to these events. I do love this. Like, again, you take the events so far by themselves. I like this one a lot. Yeah. I think, you know, gymnastic, gymnastically speaking, it's really fun. And this reminds me of a old school regional style workout or even like one of the semifinals. Oh yeah. This, this, this isn't game set. It's not trying to break anybody. But these athletes now should be able to do, you know, repetitions of up and downs on the ramps for handstand walks. They should be able to do this set of numbers with the hands, with the muscle ups um, without really, you know, maybe maybe one break. If, the, if not doing it all the way and broken, depending on the athlete that they are. But being able to look at that large set and be able to manage that and still get those handstand walks unbroken. And I think that's what makes it so deceiving because, yes, on paper. Well, shoot, and on the competition floor, this is a kick-ass test. Yeah, right. awesome. Take it by itself is like, I want to do this. Yeah. This would be super fun to do. This is a, a really cool mix of squat, pull, stability, you know, balance, accuracy, agility. Like, it, it, this covers a lot of bases. Like, this is a really fun, like I said, classic regional test where, yeah. hey, okay, the winner is going to be the best person on the handstand walk ramps because no one's going to get tripped up on the muscle-ups. Like everyone's going unbroken, unbroken, and then don't screw up. Okay, yeah. well, how do you not screw up? And this is what we saw at the games a little bit with some of Boz's programming is the testing of execution under pressure. In your gym, everyone's going to do all of this unbroken, no problem. No problem. Everything, including the handstand walk. Some of them are going to like walk pirouette and then bring their ass back and they're going <laughs> to fuck around and like do it in reverse. So they're going to be like Nick Matthew and spread out the steps in the ramp and hop from one to another, right? <laughs> but on the competition floor, after the first two events that we've seen so far, and now yeah. we're racing people under duress and execution is a priority, then we're going to see how good you are on the competition floor. And I think that's a cool element of this test by itself when we look at it isolated as event three yeah and if you know if we've already talked about the shoulder work that we've done you're right now it's like this test is now testing not just your shoulder ability your shoulder strength and stability but what is your how well do you know yourself as a race competitor to know just how far you can push so that you can do the things like the handstand watch which needs to be a broken you you come down one time you are now four spots behind the rest of the field yeah. I mean, and, I, and, I, and I'll say that either in the first round or on the last round, like you come down one time, you are in the race and now you're now you're in damage control. Mm -hmm. So those have to be done unbroken and you have to make sure that you're able to mitigate any chances of falling, which is, yeah, I can do the 15 unbroken on the muscle. But should I do the 15 unbroken on the muscle? <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Right, like I can right. I can do that with the with the the wall balls. Like okay, I can almost let my I can do, use more legs and less arms on the wall balls, but I have to make sure that after the last three events that I just did or two events that I just did, mm-hmm. it's been shoulder. So I have to be able to uh, really compose myself for those handstand walks to be able to race them. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I see some comments in the cat, uh, the chat talking about the bull. And someone brought up Bluebell. And I'm just warning you guys, don't you dare start cracking jokes about my Bluebell ice cream. <laughs> Corey's right. That is, that is a Texas institution. I don't care about the recall a couple years ago. E. coli, <laughs> a chance of E. coli, a little stomach rumbly tumbly, worth it for Bluebell ice cream. All right, so you guys just careful in the chat. We don't kick anybody out. Right, you guys are free to express your opinions, but I draw the line. At, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, so technically on the scoring system, Bill, we have we are through the halfway point. Right, there were eight total scored events, round one and round two, and events one, where the 2K run was a separate scored event from the 30 20 10, and then we had the handstand sandbag, and we have this one. So as we at the halfway point, we look at. You know, what's been tested so far? 2K run, you've got that time frame. It's monostructural only through, right, 2K runs, six to eight minutes. Uh, well, that's really fast. Uh, it's something south of eight, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that's just over a mile, right? It's just a mile and a quarter. Uh, you look at the 30, 20, 10, you've got 60 reps of toes to bar, which is nothing to these athletes that are taking this test, right? We're, we're judging the programming based off the demographic, that is taking the test, right? Who the test is for. And these are your top athletes in the world. Toes to bar, single arm, overhead squats at 70 and 50. I almost think the heavier, the better when it comes to that. So that's a little I burner. Um, time frame there, what, four to five minutes as, as we see again. And then we move over. We have the 75 deficit handstand push-ups at six inches and four inches. High volume gymnastic pressing in the shoulders, you have the 45 sandbag cleans at 150 and 100, which is, which is a lot, and it's especially more difficult on the men's side, right? We've seen this. While 150-pound bag versus 100 between men and women are so f- far apart as far as difficulty, like, I mean, how many times do we got to see this in, like, chippers and stuff, and, like, the dudes are doing one at a time, looking up at the sky, asking Jesus to help them, you know, take the wheel. <laughs> Or at least the next rep. And the women are like whistling and touch and going and, you know, walking to the next one. Right? And, and with the bear hug, right? That one is just massive shoulder fatigue in the press, in the clean, and the carry. Um, some posterior work with the cleans, but, you know, 45 is a decent number there. And, but the time frame still, you know, that 12 to 14-minute range. I'm looking at the leaderboard. Uh, you had people's runs right around, oh gosh, Lazarus Jukic is so effing fast. 548. He's so fast. 548 on the 2K is round two, three to four minutes on the first event. Then um, I guess, uh, I don't know if these events are in order on the website. Now that I'm looking at it. Uh, uh, Maybe that's it. Son well, of a that, gun. That's kind of weird. Yeah, that is weird. All right, rounds one or two on the leaderboard. Okay. I have, uh, what was the second one? Let me pull this up. Second one, need for speed. So this one, round two, round three, need for speed, they actually have as the second event on the leaderboard. All right. 
Atchoa was the fourth event. So before we, let me see. Start hacking on it. Yeah, before we, let's make sure we do this in the right way. As the leaderboard says, rings and the ramp. Rings and the ramp. Where are you? Huh. Actually trying to find it. I don't see it here. Oh, rings in the ramp. Okay, flip it. We'll go with the leaderboard. Need for speed. That was the second one. Okay. So let me, let me pull this up then. Need for speed. They have this. Okay, this one. Need for speed as the, basically the second event coming up after the run and the toes to bar. Okay, this is making a bit more sense. All right, Need for Speed is a speed clean ladder with heavy double unders. There's, there's four barbells, so three, two, one, go. 25 heavy double unders into four cleans at 105 and 70, so that's about 230 and 155. And then heavy double unders and then three cleans at 115 and 75, which is uh, two, 235. Man, this is light. This is very light. 235 and 165, 125, 275 into 190, and then 135, which is right about 300 pounds into 200 pounds. This is light and fast. So if this is event two, the need for speed, it's appropriately named, is just a freaking sprint. Heavy double unders don't almost, miss. It's almost too light. It's almost, yeah. But I, I like, I like the fact that uh, it doesn't now have what to be over heavy. Yeah, forces every single one of the reps because again, every single one of the reps are going to be important. If you mess up once on the double unders, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, boom, you're out of the race. So yeah. you have to be able to have heavy duty accuracy with the double unders and then move the barbell like crazy. You're right. The weights are light, and these guys and girls are going to be able to just just slam their way through those barbells, but they can't get sloppy and they can't have one where, you know, and I know that there were, I know that, uh, I saw that Hiller had a couple events of some of the different, um, videos, you know, seeing some of the different athletes doing the, the movement, but generally speaking, you could have a judge that if you're not controlled as the bars come oh, off, shoulder, yeah, you stand yeah. all the way up that it comes up and it's a no rep. Boom. Now you're out of the race. You miss one rep. You get one, no rep anywhere. Then you're, you're, you're screwed. So you have to go all out speed with all out per- perfect accuracy. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like that element to it. So yes, it is fast. Yes, it's, it's a tad light, but I think that that's the intent. If it was too heavy, then no one would mess up on the ropes because you know that on that last two cleans, you're going to be like, oh, I can walk to it. Yeah. I can get to it. And here you can't. You have, you, you have to be sprinting all the way to get there. I mean, okay, let's talk about execution. I'm looking at the men specifically times for this so this is i guess is effectively the second event or the third scored event based off how the leaderboards printed out 202 209 212 216 218 19 22 27 27 34 36 41 49 right and that's the 13th yeah. place you have a, ma- a like a second spread of like 30 seconds to 15 places and then above that 49 49 49 49 50 51 57 so you're talking about execution now, Elijah Muhammad wins this. Still got it at 202. Yeah. 202. 100 heavy double unders and 10 cleans in ascending weights in two minutes. 
which is ridiculous. On the women's side, you have 215, 22, 23, 33, 36, 45. So a bit more separation on the women's side. I mean, from first to 10th is about 45 seconds difference. Um, Non-Agonese wins at 215. Um, but okay, so you come off the run, you come off the toes to bar and the overhead squats, and then you go into this speed ladder. Now, after that speed ladder, you have the handstand push-up one. So that's the order that it has on the leaderboard here. Got and it. those are your first four events. Now, if that is the order, now I'm still looking at, okay, I have this high-intensity sprint, this essential power clean from the floor with a barbell. But I take that into a sandbag clean of 45 reps for, the, uh, for event four, which was the handstand push-ups and sandbag cleans. And so that's my first four events. The fifth event that they have scored here is the muscle-up. So the ring muscle-up ramp. So those are your first, basically, five scored events. Run, toes to bar overhead squats, sprint clean ladder with heavy double unders, handstand push-ups, sandbag cleans, and carries into ring muscle-ups, wall ball shots, and handstand walks. I mean, I like the events. I, I do, do like the events. I really do. If I was I mean, they're, 10 they're years really... ago, I would have liked the clean event more. Now I'm just like, it's like, <laughs> can I just do to the hip? Can I? <laughs> the, uh, I, I mean, you know, you could say clean into the sandbag clean. I, I like the fact that you're doing heavier cleans. Yes. And you go volume with the clean. Yes. Because you're, warm, you're warmed up for it. Yeah. You know, and you do, you do have, yes, the numbers there, but like the, the, uh, I just think that that's a really good warm up for the sandbag to get into it because you're well over that weight. Um, you got to move it with some speed, so you know you aren't doing like the full Olympic lifting setup to have a perfect movement. And then you get into where it's like, all right, well now we're going to do some volume with a you know lighter weight, but we're going to do some with some volume cleans now. Um, so I think I think that's a good place to put it. Better there than after. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's you know it's all. It's all different. So, okay, so we got through the muscle-up one, and then we move to, we have, let me make sure I get this order right. On the, we go from the rings and the ramp to the true form, true fitness. Ooh, that's an interesting name. True fitness in one event, shall we? And that's it. <laughs> For time, seven rope climbs, 500, 400-meter 400 true form run, and then 12 meters of overhead lunging at 85 and 60, which is right about, what, 9, 190? Yeah, 187, 132. So thinking about your 185, 135 uh, weight on the barbell. And this is just a dead sprint. Yeah. A lot like what we saw in, with the double under clean one. I, Different stimulus. Much different, no, right? Totally, Rope totally climb, different. burning legs, arms into a true form run, and you got to run insanely fast and much faster than you would want to. And then you have to take all of that into an overhead lunge for 12 meters. I mean, that's just, that's just painful sounding. Yeah. I, um, 
I, I kind of I, I wonder what the difference would have been like if they instead of having the true form run, they would have had a 400 meter loop for these guys to do. So it's an actual run rather than a two form. I, I would have I think, it, well, it, on a broadcasting side, it would be for me because you could just talk about a lot of diff different things when they're like doing a 2K on a true form. Plus, you could see everybody and see how they're breaking down. But here to see. Like everybody knows what the run feels like. A true form, you never really can tell exactly how hard people are pushing or where they're going. But to see them really sprint the 400 meter would be fun to see. Yeah, you know, the seven row comes right into a right into a run and then running right back into the stadium from wherever it was, or you know, into the onto the onto the field and then get into the lunge. But this is super fast, super fast. Yeah, it's uh. What were the times on there like? <laughs> yeah, the the times you look at the times. <clears throat> Let's see, three, three and a half to four minutes, like down to 20th for the men. 20th place is four minutes. First place is 320 for the women in this event. It's about the same time. 340 is your winning time. Emma Tall got 340. See, the other thing on that run. But 10th is You know where you are. You know where you are against all the other athletes on the rope climbs and on the lunge. Like you can see them, so you can yeah. chase or drive, but you can't on the sprint. So here you are trying to go all all out on the run, but you have no really no. It's idea. hard to tell on the rope climbs if, too. Yeah, but at least you can like at least whoever's right by you, you can tell if someone's like barely touching and going right back up, or if they're resting and they're having to get shot. Like you can kind of see those things, but on the run you can't see anything. And all I know is that people are on and I'm on too. Yeah. And someone gets off. You're like, oh, shit, that person got off. Ah, I better get moving because I have this much more to go. God, that run would just but be if terrible. They if they were really running, then all of a sudden you would get people that's like, okay, I need to chase that guy. Mm. Or I need to keep them away from me. You know, just I think it would it would make the run um, more important because you could actually have a visual on it, I think. Yeah. But I still like the sprint. I mean, as far as what the way it's designed – it's still really cool. It's a, it's a very looking at ugly, by itself. Yeah, by itself with blinders on. They're like, which one would you want to do? I was like, not that one. <laughs> no, that one is just a whole lot of yuck. Anytime I have to sprint 400 meters oh or my 800 gosh. meters on a run, and that's an important that's 30 percent of the race. No, man. right, right. No, I don't want to do that part. No, so buy-in, fine. Is yeah. part of the race? And eh, no. You want to race seven road climbs? Yes, I do. Do you want to get on the true form <laughs> and race there? No, I do not. <laughs> I would like to find something else to race. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got two events left. Yoke and pull is the next thing that is on the leaderboard. All right, yoke <laughs> and pull. So here's how it goes. At three, two, one, go, you have a 60 and 40 cal row buy-in, and then you take that into four rounds of 20 GHD sit-ups and then a 20-meter yoke carry. Heavy yoke, 230 kg is almost 600 pounds. Yeah, uh, 500 pounds. Five, 500 on the yoke for the men. Whether the women, it's 160, so if right around 350. So 500 pounds, 350, 20 meters of carries each time, which is a significant distance at that weight. The thing I like here is you have a lot of, I would say, complementary movement patterns, right? You have the GHG sit-ups is that anterior core move, and then you have the yoke carry, which is the posterior, and it like there's a lot of core stability in here. With the buy-in, though, I've, if you just – this event 
would have been a thousand times worse if you put it at the end. Oh, put it at the end. Oh my God. Yeah, because they again. Like enough of the buy-ins with the enough of the machine buy-ins. Enough. I'm like I'm calling a timeout. Like if you guys want to make a devastating test of fitness, put that shit at the end. It's really just a waste of time in the beginning. These athletes are way too conditioned and they're way too good at operating at 80 to 85 percent, and they're all going to get off the rower at the same damn time within five to ten seconds. Fine, but if you want to see. Who is the fittest in this event? Put it at the end and let's see how, and I know people, some people don't like this because they don't know sports, how bad they want to win this event. Put it at the end. This is a kick-ass test, but if we want to make this a better test of fitness, put it at the end. I'm tired of these buy-ins. It's just a waste of time. Just a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, for, for this race, you could, the way it's written, you don't even need the rowing in there. It's like, all right, four rounds for time, 20 GHDs and, tw- and the 30 the thirty yoke carry. Yeah. Like, that's, oh, that's, well, that's the race. Someone, someone will screw up and ruin their event. I'm like, cool. Cool test. You, you made them make a dumb mistake. Yeah. Like, let's, let's, uh, let's make them work for it, not game yeah. plan the shit out of your event. Uh, like, th- that being dude. said, I really like this. No, it's a great but it, just, the pieces are awesome. Just just put it at the end. It would be an entirely different event. It would be an amazingly go, entirely it would different go from event. From the rowing doesn't count. Right. To the rowing is the race. Right. And how bad do you want to go nutball on that thing? And it, what I really like is that you do have I mean classically speaking the taller athletes are going to have the advantage, but if you're the shorter athlete here you mm-hmm. have the advantage on the four round segment, so you get you yes, have a you nice do. balance um, between the two and get to where it counts. If you put it in the buy-in, then you don't have any mechanical advantage for the tall or the short athlete because nobody's going to go and spend themselves or send themselves, as you always want to say, send it. Got to send it. Yeah. To, to put it out there. You're not going to do that on the road. You just won't because there's no reason to. If you do that, then you're ruined for the rest of it. But if you want to race, then you flip it. That's right, Mark. It would be there. Ugly. Fixed it. Done. And and look, so I feel simple. like that's just that's fair constructive feedback. Told, I'm not I saying like take the row out. This event is like this event is great. This is a cool test. It's super fun. Like a yoke, GHDs, none of that's hard. It's like who's gonna race under the most stability fatigue? Right? But who could row the hardest to get there? It's like the row is inconsequential inconsequential unless you screw up and then that's not even a test of fitness that's just you're stupid yeah and I, that and i i mean that's not to say that you know again knowing that that hwpo programmed this event that's not to say that they fucked up on the program no but it is i i think this is and as programmers we have a tendency to do this you fall into the norm and this is very normal for what we do you put the machine first you put it as a buy-in and everyone kind of does it and then you do the other things after yeah so it's like this is the start, right? So f- okay, but we don't need to do that every single time. Example, box, guys, it's okay. Example, you take Jackie Pro, novel concept. Why did Boz have to put the time caps in there for the thousand? Because the row doesn't matter. Yep. And people game that shit, and so he yep. put the times in there to force it, or what you—I sh- don't want to say should have done. What would have been way more exciting for everybody because it was a very boring, majority boring 
event. Do it in reverse. And then do whatever the fuck you want. 30 bar muscle-ups when you're fresh. Like, who's going to make that mistake? Into thrusters. They're like, man, I got to get to this rower before... You know, I'm the little gymnastic athlete. I need to get to this rower before Big Daddy P comes in and just starts <laughs> crushing a thousand. Right? It just... Just... We're... I think the buy-in concept is us in our rut of old-school programming. Yeah, it's it's our routine. We threw that in there when people didn't know how to approach cross events like, hey, buy-in's 1,000 meters. Example, the very first cross event ever created. 1,000-meter row buy-in, five rounds of 25 pull-ups and seven push-jerks at 95 and 135. Great. But, man... You want to make that event 10 times better today without changing anything as far as movements or weights? Do it in reverse. Put the 1,000 at the end, and let's, let's see the fittest, toughest person survive. Right? And I think this, is, this, is, this, is, this isn't a, this event is the problem. It's this overall thing. Like, my, my brain just snapped. Like, I've had enough. I've had enough of the buy-ins. <laughs> Right, like this isn't a HWPO thing. This is like, let's in start. General. In general, let's start thinking further outside of the traditional box that we've been put in. Like, we don't need row buy-ins anymore, run buy-ins anymore. Like, we don't need that unless you're going to make it its own event. For example, round one, round two, it's essentially a run buy-in to the other second part to start the weekend. However, you made it its own event, so it matters matters anyway oh that being said i would really like to do this one too <laughs> i'd really like to do this one too especially in this format this is way better than our <laughs> terrible idea <laughs> our terrible idea it is it is weird if you make it as is right now yeah. I'll take what it. You look at yeah. what you look. What everyone looks at is the oh, that yoke's gonna be pretty heavy. If you flip it around, you don't even look at the yoke. You're like, God damn it! Yeah, look at that. that <laughs> sucks. <laughs> this sucks so bad. This is so terrible. So terrible. All right, let's move to the last event that we have. So, uh, well, let me look at the times here. Times for this one: yoke and roll, six to eight minutes, six to seven minutes. Um, mm. On the women, let's see, on the men, where am I? Elite men, elite males, yoke. Uh, about the same, six to seven minutes. Okay, so we haven't really had a long one yet. Okay, last one we have here, the dirty Saiga. What is this? Probably some Madrid thing. So that run at the end probably sucked. After seeing the order of this. All right. So the final event, 50 chest to bar pull-ups, 30 and 24 cal fan bike, 20 dumbbell thrusters at 30 and 22.5 kg. So right about 65 and 45 on the weights. And then a 20-meter tank push, 10 meters down, 10 meters back with a 10-meter sprint to the finish time cap is six minutes. And you look at this, you got a little bit of everything, pull-ups with the pole gymnastics, the fan bike, which is going to blow up your legs, which is straight into dumbbell thrusters, which is straight into more legs with a tank push. So this is just really a, just a leg pump 
a terrible leg pump. And, you know, they were free of the previous leg pump because the row was in the beginning. So, you know, they got to... Had it, had it been the other way, this would be a horrible, <laughs> horrible back-to-back uh, event test. I, I like the event by itself. I'm not a fan of the torque tank. Like, I, like those things came on and... I know why they're in there. I, I, I get I it. I, it's just to make it uniform with the pushing, with all the sled no, drama. I understand that. So, like... I don't think with the drama that you even need to have it in there. Like there are other things you can do other than that. I, I just, no event is going to be won or lost on the fact of, or, or competition is going to be won or lost if you have the torque tank in there. <laughs> so I just, I mean, like you don't need to put it in there, put something else in, pick another movement. There's a bazillion other movements you could pick. I just don't know why that has to be there. But as far as what the event is, again, as a cool all-out power output, just dip yourself into a you know the old acid bath, as we've yeah. said in the past. Like it, it, this, this runs to that. Like it, you you have to go unbroken. You got to put your head down. You just can't stop. It's it's a uh, it's a it's a nasty one. It's a nasty one. Yeah, and so you know we look at this as. We've seen some, like, all these are just good by themselves, good classic tests of fitness that you'd see at, you know, when I look at these off-season events is I look at these as more like a semifinal level style event, right? This isn't recreating the CrossFit games. We don't have, you know, like, they have so much at their disposal. So these are like, you know, think regionals or think semifinals. This is the, the level, the style of programming that we have, and I, and I think we have that. When you look at the over overarching look at this, is like we have that style of programming. It's these athletes did get tested in a bunch of unique ways as far as stimulus. Uh, you know, the stimulus is like a lot of it. It's tough, as, but as far as modality, I think we're missing we're missing that long piece. Yeah, we're missing that long piece. Um, I'm looking at the leaderboard just. Uh, you know, we go day to day. So round one, event one, right? You have the 2K run buy-in, right? Five to six minute time frame, 539. Sorry, that was the best time. You go into straight into event two, three to four minute time frame. You got need for speed, two to three minute. You have uh, a tocha, which is your longest one, which is 10 to 12 minutes. And then you go into the rings and the ramp. We've got seven to nine, eight to, well, let's say eight to 10 minutes is your range. You have the true form, true fitness, three to four minutes again, the yoke and roll, six to eight minutes. You have the, the final event, three to four minutes. Like you have one event over 10 minutes long in eight. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. So when you look at balance in that aspect, right, we have a big glaring hole of even like 12 to 15 minutes and 20 plus. We're missing two major modalities, right? You got your sub five minute test. You've got your heavy test. You have your mid range, say six to 10 minute test, but there is a 12 to 15 minute range, which is a classic CrossFit time frame, And then a 20 plus we're missing half. We're yeah. missing half of that. Like there's yeah, I, what five or six of these that are sub seven minutes. 
the well yeah i mean when i look at when i look at it the majority are that i mean six and down the time frame may not have been that but the the actual times that people were getting yeah were that and right so you saw that yeah, we're not judging based off time caps we want to see what yeah. the people actually did what are they getting on that and so that's a matter of like okay one was were they tested to see were they appropriate or not uh i mean you can say the time caps 12 minutes but if everyone's getting four minutes and the event's not a 12 minute event yeah it's a four event so um you know were the events appropriately tested and vetted to make sure that the time frames were right um to even make it to where it's like okay maybe this particular one didn't need to have maybe it wasn't four rounds maybe they need to do more rounds of that to extend the, the length out and i'm not i'm not picking a an event in particular but they could have done that to extend that out to where it's not just an all-out blast and that's what we got we got a lot of power output I mean, a lot, a lot of different movements, which I think was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we used a lot. We had we had actual running. We had true form running. We had rowing. Um, you know, so they Heavy had double unders. They, they had the bike. They had the double under. So, I mean, you had a lot of the different modalities of the, of the different pieces. Um, some some decent weight movement. You know, I mean, you went heavy with the, the yoke carry. Probably could have gone a little heavier on the, the clean unless uh, on that clean sprint, unless it was intended to be, I want this super short and fast and what kind of accuracy, yeah. accuracy do you have during that? Um, but you're right. It was like, it was missing again. If you're trying, when you're putting it all together, what is your goal that you're trying to do? What are you trying to showcase? If it's not quote unquote, the fittest, then you at least have, since we talked and it's a CrossFit sponsored event, you would want to have at least the general plan of overall fitness you know, constantly varied functional movements done over uh, broad times and modal domains, you should at least be able to mark out that. I mean, you put one long event in here and already with one long event, you put one 20, 20 to 24 minute event, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, there's your long one. Yeah. You have that. And that would instantly balance a lot of what you have. But you're right. There was a, there's a big hole. There's a big hole. Um, but great events individually. Yeah. I, individually, yeah, yeah. I think they're cool. I agree. And uh, I mean, what? That's the theme of 2022 programming. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've seen a lot of awesome individual events programmed this entire year. But putting them all I together, mean, and that's the other thing, too. I think that's the science of programming that a lot of people don't appreciate when they're creating, whether it's templates for your gym in a week, whether it's an individualized programming, whether it's open quarterfinals, semifinals, CrossFit games is everyone is so good at making a one-off. Like, hey, I'm going to make you 20 different events. And like, these are all awesome. It's like now pick eight of them for a weekend and make sure you can puzzle piece, right? What was that problem we had during semifinals when we had, uh, when we just like, hey, let's pick the uh, best oh. six, <laughs> six events from all semifinals and create our own. And we would get like four in. And we're like, I can't make another one because everybody had a muscle-up event. And that erased right. like 15 events that I had, right? And so putting these things together, that's where that extra layer of attention to detail or, I don't know, like art artistry comes into play. It's like, yeah, yeah we had, look, we, what did our gymnastics? We had toes to bar, chest to bar, handstand walk, handstand push-up, ring muscle-ups, GHD sit-ups. We had all those. We had double-unders running on on the street on a true form we had biking we had rowing we, we like we had all those things and then 
you know, you had a barbell clean, you had a sandbag clean, you had a carry, you had a torque push, you had a yoke carry, you had a wall ball shot, a dumbbell overhead squat, a dumbbell thruster. Yeah. Right. We had some blend there, but it's like wall ball shot, dumbbell thruster, same thing. Shoulder overhead, dumbbell thruster, same thing. Right. (laughs) Barbell clean, sandbag clean, same thing. Yes, one was speed and not heavy at all. Not heavy for these athletes. And then you had one that was volume, endurance. In fact, the the lighter one is way worse than the, like, barbell one. (laughs) And you had a lot of events that hurt. Rope climbs were in there as well. I forgot that. But... You know, I said we missed the 12 to 15-minute time range. We missed that modality. We missed a 20-plus. We also missed a heavy day. Not saying one rep max, right? I'm not a huge one rep max guy in CrossFit competitions anyways, but there are different ways to test strength, and that was not tested either. That, that no. clean ladder was not a test of strength. That was a test of speed. Speed and power, not strength. If your heaviest bar is 300 and 200, for one, that these guys can, half the field can snatch. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like that was a test of speed and power. A good test and of speed and power. Same, and same thing even with the yoke. Even though the numbers were up for what you have to do with the yoke, it, like this wasn't testing those guys. It wasn't crushing. Yeah, was an odd object that, test, the torque but, tank, no, you know. Well, I mean, I was just saying because it's, you know, it's like, well, on paper it says 500. So we went heavy. I was like, ah, yeah. you didn't go heavy. Like, that's not going heavy. That movement is heavy when you compare, when you say 500-pound, say, deadlift, or you know, you're getting up there in the clean, but like these, they're, they're walking it. This would be, for this level of athlete, that's like a second-tier lift on the yoke. You know, yeah, you get, but the combination of that the and the GHDs, uh, you know, like that's a, it's a— It's good, but you're still not testing a, a, a high-end strength capacity. Right. I mean, we, I would say your we, biggest it, it, test of strength here was the 45 sandbag cleans. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not easy. No. <laughs> when you mix it with carries and you mix it with the deficit handstand pushups, like your arms are shot. Yeah, but that's a, that's a more of an endurance, a muscular endurance rather yeah, than yeah. a strength, like a, like a pure strength event or a more true strength event. Uh, and yeah. the other uh, a component to think about, too, in live competition with fans is how does it look on paper? Or, or sorry, on the field. Right. And a lot of these, right, the toes bar, the movement pattern within the field, the, the sprint chippers that they had, the handstand push-ups and the moving sandbags. And, like, there's visually, there was some good stuff there, too, right? And these are the balances you need to play as a programmer if you're, if you're, when you're also creating a visual spectacle, Right? And that's, I mean, the games had to evolve rapidly in that sense. And you talked to there Dave Castro. There's a lot of struggles with that. You talked to Dave Castro in 2007 to 2012. Dave didn't get a shit about what it looked like. Yeah, that was the, com- that was the comment. I don't fucking care what it looks yeah. like. And then afterwards, here. right? Like <laughs> when he got to, you know, 2021, it was a huge thing for him. Yeah. A point of pride for him. He's like, you know, this is a cool event, but it, did, it wasn't going to look good on the competition floor. And, and, and we're not saying it's like, these are all the things you should do. These are all the things that is hard to do yeah. as a programmer. Like I said, you can, you can give me 20 events and they'll be all awesome. I'm sure everybody can do their own version of 20. 
okay, put them all together in the right way, in the right time frames. Equipment, you got to get in there. Like, let's, there's other things to think about too. It's like, okay, yeah, this, this all works. I'm like, cool. So if you gave me this six events, I'm going to need 30 rowers, 30 true forms, 60 barbells. Like, you got to think about that too. There's, there's a limitation to a lot of these yeah. things. What does the competition floor look like? How much run room, how much runway do I have to do certain things? Well, and then even, even, you know, where we went from reading event by event and then finding out that, although, I mean, cause we started already from like the first three events started making an assumption on, okay, the events are cool, but the way they're lining up, like you're going shoulders to shoulders to shoulders. Yeah. Like who, who would do that? And, and especially, I mean, and again, when it's HWPO, I don't know if that means Matt is sitting down there writing them down or if it's a team of people or if it's like, a, hey, here's some ideas of things I want or however he, he does that. We all know that athletes will say, man, we had to go from this event to this event or there was a lot of pulling right in a row or there was a lot of squats right in a row. Um, so you, you know that I, I think generally speaking, you won't, uh, and if an athlete was going to design it, he wouldn't do that. But here we are. We're reading it off. And that's an, uh, that's an element you have to think of as a programmer. What is this going to do? Because it's not just event one and two and how those stack back to back. But what do the effects of those first two days have on the last day of those events that you're doing? If you're testing these events in a vacuum and you have someone that's completely fresh doing the final, well, is that going to be the true kind of response that you're going to get in the stimulus you're going to get from that event? Or are you able to at least take someone that's somewhat tired and then throw them into that event to be like, okay, so what does it really look like? Are they really going to go unbroken on these or are they going to have to break them up because they've just been beat down for the last two days? Yeah. So you're right. All of those, I mean, it's a lot of things. It's not just workouts on paper. Yeah. And I, I think that that's, you know, especially with all of the things that we do, um, you know, and, and I, I see a lot of different athletes and I see a lot of people that are programming and how they program and a lot of different programs that are out there. And what I think a lot of athletes need to remember is, is workouts are not just, just because workouts come from a particular group or a particular person doesn't mean that the workouts are magical. It's how they are put together, structured to either guide you to the winner of the particular event based on whatever it is that you want the winner to be, the fittest or the one that can do the most gymnastics or whatever the, 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 your priority is. Or if I'm a coach and I'm programmed for someone, what am I trying to get this athlete to get to? You know, do they need to get stronger? Do they have more capacity on their pull-ups or toes to bar or whatever? It's not just workouts that are cool. It's how do I guide them to that to get to those goals? How do I guide these athletes and these competitors to through these events to get to the end to say, this person is the winner of our event because our winner is this. And then that's your winner. And, and the other variables, so many, right? And it, yeah. can, it can, the list continues. The other thing we didn't do at the very beginning that I think we should have is how we really grade a competition. And it's what's the purpose of it? Yeah. What is this event trying to accomplish? We know what the open's trying to do. So we judge it and grade it accordingly. We know what the quarterfinals are supposed to do. We know what semifinals, CrossFit games, like we know these things. And some of these off-season events, sometimes, most of the time, we're just putting on an event. We're just putting on an event for the athletes to come out here, throw it down, make some money. The fans enjoy their time. We didn't break them off. Right? Because, honestly, these off-season events, you don't want them so crazy that it's going to ruin them 
Right? You want this to be honestly like, hey, look at this. Like, this is just a great training weekend for all of these people. Something that I think maybe we should do maybe in the future is whenever we decide that we're going to talk about, especially on the off-season events, is to hit up the programming once we find out who it is and just be like, hey, did you have a goal? What was your goal of this event? Yeah. Like, what did you, what did you want to hit? Because we can... We can think, all right, well, yeah. Because I can't give a grade if I don't know what the goal was. A fun, a fun, right, right. <laughs> right. If, if um, I give I mean, you my own personal goal, I was like, that's completely unfair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we can, I mean, even if it's a, if it, if it is as simple as we just want to put on a good show for everyone and something that is exciting most of the time the shorter ones are going to be exciting. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, the flash and dash are going to be your most exciting ones. Most of the time, it's going to be something where you can have some sort of an epic fail somewhere. Yeah. And those are going to be your shorter type events, your sprinting type events, your ones that need the accuracy. You're intense. The that that if you miss up one event, one rep, you're now out of the running in that race. So maybe that was the case, is we just want something exciting for the crowd. Now um, I feel bad on my some of my tangents I went on. I don't think you should, because I still think that. Well, because, the the educational because, piece is still there, right? It. it if like, it is a cross, it, okay. This this is my personal opinion. If it's a CrossFit sanctioned event, CrossFit is constantly varied functional movements done at high intensities. Um, CrossFit is across broad times and modal domains. So if that is our definition, not to say that it has to be the fittest on earth, but if we are still generate, you know generally looking at fitness and we have our definitions of fitness, then that piece has to be in there. There has to be a relatively balanced test for it to be a CrossFit sanctioned event. Otherwise you could be, if it's like a, remember the old frogman events that they used to do? Yeah. They're like the, the swimming ones with the weight. Those are like, look, we just want to have swimming and weightlifting stuff. And we want to have some races and a couple events. It's fun for everybody just to kind of do it. Yeah. That's you're not going to be able to you're not doing overall fitness. You're just doing something fun. Yeah. But this is a CrossFit sanctioned event. I think that it should be lined up more with general definition of fitness. Yeah. I mean, me. I don't disagree. Um all right. So, how oh, how are we going to grade this? We don't even Uh I which are graded on your gut feeling. Okay. Okay. Individually, when I look at a lot of these events, these are great, fun tests. I think we've established that. There's a lot of things in here that I'd like to do. When I look at the collective, when I look at this as, say, a programmer and an event director shoe and how I want to test a group of athletes to decide who I believe the first, second, and third fittest people here are going to be, I think we, we did a lot of very similar time frames and time domains. We did a lot of different stuff, but still, stimulus is the stimulus. A four to five minute event, the way a lot of these were put together, all kind of felt the same way. And, you know, we did miss something separatingly heavy, if that makes sense. We missed some time domains where it's that middle tier 12 to 15 minute, which is a time domain that feels much different than 8 to 10. And we don't have a longer endurance test. 
Right, you could say the breath of the weekend, but that's kind of a uh, a big reach, right? And I would say if we just look at the test overall of what it was for the weekend, there there's nothing in here where I'm like, that was bad, that was dumb, you should never do that again. I give it a one. One thumb up. Ha like half of what two would be. We've missed kind of half of other things that are available to us to make a great test. Nothing was bad. Things were absent that I think should be in there. If I were judging this from a full, complete test of fitness, I'll give you one. I was wavering between one and a quarter, and I think a lot of the same, for a lot of the same reasons. One and one quarter or one and a quarter? One... Versus one, one and one quarter? One and one quarter. Okay. <laughs> Between one and one and one quarter. Got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and I think a lot of it was because a lot of the same reasons, you know, there were, there were some things where it could be, yeah, you know, I think if you, if you tweak this, you could tweak that. That would have made this more fun. This would have made this uh, more exciting. Um, it was missing pieces. We already, we already said that the, your longer domains, even your more middle domains were, were missing. Um, the strength component, okay. Wasn't there as much as I thought there would be. Uh, I'm surprised. And maybe it's because we've seen a lot of like the, there was a clean and jerk complex. There were a lot of the, the semis had the snatches and we saw that, that maybe that's why we didn't see a heavy lift. Not that I'm overly upset with the fact that we didn't have a one rep max. I, I'm not yeah. because I'm in the same camp that you are, that right. I'm not a, over a huge fan of that. But you would have thought that there could have been, should have been, especially if Matt was behind the program, that you would have seen a little bit more of an Olympic lifting piece to it just out of who was programming. Um, but the fact that I like each of the events individually so much Mm -hmm. is what teetered me past one. Okay. I, I just, I really, I really like the events. They look very, very fun to do. I think that they would be, and I think on a, on a, an event level, they would be super exciting to watch. Um, I think you would need to have some really good judges on a lot of these because they're going to be going so fast. So you get a judge that's very nice or one that's very strict and you're going to have, uh, some different, um, race finishes for sure. Um, but I think that uh, uh, it's missing some stuff. Yeah. And because we don't know what it's going to be is tough. But Yeah, and that's I'll the hard I'll, part. I'll, 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 join like, I'll join you. You got a one? I'll join you. All right. I'll, I'll go the one. I'll go the one. All right. Well, uh, you guys looking in the chat, you guys can hit zero to, zero to two. What do we got in there for you guys? And, and, and a lot of this is obviously what you think about it on a personal level, kind of what we've talked through over the last hour and 20 minutes. I did like what you're saying is enjoying every event. I was like, oh, okay. The, I've, I'm putting these in, like, I'm taking all these events that were programmed and I'm just like putting them in my, like my Rolodex. Like, I'm stealing all of these. Thank you very much. And I'm going to make yeah. someone think that I made a good event, but I'm taking it from, I'm taking it from you. I, I almost feel like the one is more negative than it sounds. Yeah. But that's um, a positive. I, like, we have 0.7, like, we have everything less than one, and we've done negatives before. <laughs> right. <laughs> we've done that thumb. Yeah, we've done thumbs <laughs> down. Like, it, it, really, it's from negative two to two. That's our, that's right. our sliding scale. <laughs> 2008 CrossFit Games, negative two. Right. 
But yeah, I, I know um, what you're saying. Um, and and it, it is it is tough if you don't know exactly what you're trying to get to, then it's hard to give it a grade. I yeah. Mean, what scale are we looking at? So. Let's see. Podcast maybe for athletes for strength. Well, yes, Yash. I'm sure all of this looks like endurance to you if you're a strength-based <laughs> athlete. Oh, <laughs> uh, 1.7. Look at these. You got some generous 0.3 loss for the handstand push-ups. <laughs> that's it. Wow. Oh, uh, that's great. Bruce, 1.2. All right. But overall, I'm taking these events. I'll be programming some of these later. If, you know, it's like someone's like, hey, we just need a nasty four to six minute burner. I'm like, I've got five events right now. <laughs> I got five events right now for you. <laughs> oh, all right, gang. Well, that'll do it for us. Analyzing the programming of the Madrid championship up next on Thursday is the Glassman chipper. We are in, let's see where we, Oh, the glycemic index. Yeah. The glycemic index. I'll drop this in the chat if you guys are with us here on YouTube right now. We'll be doing that on Thursday right around what? I guess we'll, that midday for me, we'll let you guys know. Yeah. We'll let you guys know. But we'll have this in. Uh, this will be fun because nothing can divide a chat room more than talking about nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to stick to the reading. You guys can discuss amongst yourselves while we're doing But this will be the fifth article of the Glassman Chipper. Or no, is it sixth article? Because we doubled up. Sixth one. We sixth right. one. Of the Glycemic Index as we navigate our way through the CrossFit Journal. Other than that, Bill? Happy Sir. Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday to all of you out there. Thank you guys for joining the show. See you guys on Thursday. Bye, guys. <laughs>